against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. You're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. Cover breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We'll be your guide through the separation of money and state. Uh, today, we're going to ask a question, which is how much Bitcoin do you need to be? How much Bitcoin do you need to own to be in the top 1% of Bitcoin holders? The answer might surprise you. It's not as much as you think. And it also depends on where you live geographically. Of course, you know what in what is the what would what would be the top one percent of in, in the United States? Uh, how many millionaires are there around the world? What if every millionaire wanted to buy just one Bitcoin? What if every Bitcoin was even even though this is not going to happen? But what if every Bitcoin was evenly distributed amongst the world population? You know, how much would it take to be in that one percent number? So we're going to break all of that down today. And then uh, we have we have like a bunch of statistics, some memes also that are pointing it out. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm excited for this conversation. And we've done a couple shows on this topic uh, in the past, and it seems like you guys like this topic. So we're going to keep doing it for you guys because you guys enjoy it. Also, uh, another news historic interview yesterday with uh, with uh, historic interview yesterday with uh, Tucker Carlson and the president of Russia. President Vladimir Putin. Now, regardless of whether you agree or you disagree in the interview, I mean, like the guy's a trade, the, you know, the Putin is a trained KGB agent. So I mean, like, uh, forgive me if I don't trust everything he has to say, but from a historical context, uh, it's very, very important because this interview is not meant to happen. This is an interview, Tucker using his platforms, right, and using X, using Twitter. Uh, and using his own website, was able to circumvent the legacy corporate media, the gatekeepers of information, the so-called control narrative, to uh, do an interview with someone who has been villainized. Uh, you know, if you watch the legacy media, and that's one of the justifications of printing all that money and then sending all that money to fund a foreign war, right? So regardless of whether you agree or you disagree, what we got last night was a different perspective, right? And from a historical standpoint, like I was saying, this marks the beginning of the, it really what the book, The Sovereign Individual theorized, we're heading into the information age where people are gonna be able to consume information from multiple sources, not just a handful, I'm gonna say it, a handful of captured media outlets approved media outlets, you know, approved narrative, right? You know, the handful of newspapers, the handful of legacy media channels. Uh, now anybody could build a platform on all the different networks, right? Whether that's X, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Noster. I'm a big fan of Noster because you just can't ban anyone. So we're, and we're going to see an acceleration of this and people are going to get to pick and choose what information they want to consume and what information they don't want to consume. And that's going to make it incredibly difficult for governments that have been used to being able to control the narrative for a very, very long time. That ability is going to be greatly diminished as 
we continue to head into this very new and exciting era where information is being disintermediated. And at the same time, while all of this is happening, money is being disintermediated as well, right? So the the we're going to see a lot of changes in human society, how it's organized in the next couple of decades. And it has me extremely excited because I think we're going to see a, a, a new freedom renaissance, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, I think the role of government in people's lives is going to be greatly diminished. And I think the people that uh, understand that and are prepared for that are going to thrive. And I think the people that are don't understand that are going to get caught by surprise. And unfortunately, maybe a lot of them will be get, get left behind. So this is a crazy, crazy uh, fourth turning. This is a crazy, crazy moment in history that we're all living through. We have the privilege of being able to live through this moment in history. And I think that interview uh, was definitely a historic milestone, to say the least. So anyways, lots of exciting stuff to talk about on today's show. I want to bring up my legendary co-host, Optimus Fields. He is smiling today. That means it's going to be an excellent episode. How, do you, how are you doing, Opti? I'm doing great, man. God's good. Life is good. Everything's great. Bitcoin's pumping. Woke up to some <laughs> pumping today. Man, it feels awesome to be a Bitcoin. Also, actually, before I go and before I forget, uh, I did go to a Bitcoin meetup last night. Shouts out to everyone that was there. Shouts out to everyone that gave me some love. I did kind of uh, not so subtly sneak out so I can go eat a steak with my friends. Uh, I was at a steakhouse, but... I, I wanted to clear the air. I, I I was talking to Gary Leland, and he you went. Yeah, yeah, I went. I finally went. went. I finally went. I finally went. Um, and someone he couldn't remember who it was, but uh, I was getting trolled through Gary Leland by someone else, and he's like, "Look, Opti always talks about going to Bitcoin meetups, and he never goes to a Bitcoin meetup." Well, guys, I literally only hang out with Bitcoiners, and I talk about Bitcoin all day, so sometimes I want to unplug. Forgive me, but hey, I was there. Thank you to the guys. And uh, that, yeah, everyone that was saying like, man, we, we love Simply Bitcoin, love watching what you guys are doing. I, I watch it every day. So it, it felt good, man. Uh, Nico, it, it seems like we're actually doing something awesome and I, I'll, I'll make it back. It was a vibe. I, I enjoyed it. So and, and also Parker Lewis was talking. It was like it was like an actual like mini conference. I thought it was just going to be like a hangout. So it was pretty good. But I, I did have to sneak out because. I was on uh, a deadline with my friends who drove me there and we wanted to eat a steak. So not so suddenly walked out during the Q&A. So I'm sure people were like, oh, look, Opti showed up and then left all early like an influencer. Now we went to the other side to eat a steak. Anyways, uh, let's bring in our guests. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Today's show. Do some go. Nico, yeah, you so can go. This is uh, this is Rajat. He just he's recently he just joined the Simply Bitcoin uh, writing team. Uh, he's going to be doing some writing for us. He's uh, made it on the he's come on the show before. Uh, we're super, super happy to have him back on. And uh, we we got to speak uh, for a brief time yesterday. And uh, Rajat, what you said was fascinating because you said you went from being a, a, you know, someone who invested in real estate and said, like, real estate is the investment to, uh, you know, fully taking the orange pill and understanding that, you know, Bitcoin is the superior asset. So I'm really, really excited and curious to really hear that story, what you went through psychologically and mentally. What was that process like? So uh, happy to have you on the show again, man. Definitely happy to be here. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and then actually, Rajat, so we give some context again. Uh, you are also a CFA, so this is not just another, you know, Bitcoin on the Internet. He, he's he got the accolades and he's got the background to to back up what he's saying. So I'm super excited for today's culture. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff to unpack on today's show. And today is meme review Friday. So uh, we're going to have a meme review. We have the memes. <laughs> Already, uh, already lined up for you guys. If you guys are new to the show uh, on Simply Bitcoin, we used to re review memes every single day. Uh, we moved it to Friday to make it a little bit more special. Uh, so today is Friday, so we're going to review some memes towards the end of the show, some Bitcoin memes. Remember, guys, memes are a very, very powerful way of transmitting information. Anyways, guys, it's going to be a great show. We have a ton to talk about. Uh, let's get to numbers. Let's check it out. Here we go. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our flagship sponsor, Bitcoin Well by Real Bitcoin. Bitcoin Well is a self-custody Bitcoin platform on a mission to enable independence. Future-proof your money. Guys, this is the first Bitcoin platform in the U.S. They recently expanded to all 50 states that enables self-custody by default. That's right. If you buy Bitcoin on Bitcoin Well, they, 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 they don't allow you to buy it unless you're going to take self-custody of it. And that's the way it should be, ladies and gentlemen, because this is how we win. More people taking self-custody, less people buying paper Bitcoin. Anyways, guys, no more delay. Let's jump straight into the numbers. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on stamp seed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I made it incredibly easy for you guys. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now. It will take you directly to the stamp seed website where you can use promo code simply to get 15% off. Uh, you want to store your generational wealth properly at the time of recording. The Bitcoin price is 47,565 sats per dollar, 2,102 block height, 829,706 blocks to having 10,294 having estimate April 19th, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 4,757 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 226 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin is 933 billion US dollars. And the Bitcoin versus gold market cap is 6.77%. In the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin is just getting started. So ladies and gentlemen, I- The following is an interview. Yeah. So uh, the Tucker Carlson interview yesterday, literally, I would say broke the internet. 
This thing has 99 million views, just to kind of give you guys... No, a, no, it's got 107 million views. Oh, so, so I haven't even updated it yet. Let's update that screen. Here we go. And yeah, 120. 120, wow. 128, ladies and gentlemen. So just to give you guys a reference, uh, Joe Rogan is the most popular uh, podcaster on the face of the earth, and uh, he gets 11 million uh, listens per episode. Tucker was the second most popular broadcaster when he was at Fox, and he would get an average of 3.5 million uh, watches per episode. This already has 128 million, not to mention the views that it got on YouTube. Uh, yeah, this uh, this is this is this is a changing of the guard. This is uh, this is very different. What is happening? Um, and I I posted about it yesterday. Uh, because it really, really was kind of like a uh, historic moment. I said, Tucker's interview represents the beginning of a future where individuals decide what to believe and not governments. Now, someone responded to me. Uh, someone responded to me and said, uh, by interviewing the government, nothing's changed. Putin's words are still scripted propaganda. And I said, you're missing the point. The historical significance of this event lies in the fact that the interview happened in the first place and was distributed on such a large scale, thereby circumventing the traditional gatekeepers of information, not the substance of the interview. And that's what I, that's what I want you guys to focus on. Because at the end of the day, guys, if we can't have freedom of speech, freedom of speech is the front line for Bitcoin. If we can't have freedom of speech, what do you think? If people are not okay with you transact or talking freely, what do you think? Do you think they're going to be okay with you transacting freely, right? So, and we're living through this crazy, crazy time. I call it the disintermediation of information and also the disintermediation of money. Anyways, here's a very interesting clip uh, from the interview. Obviously, the interview is like two hours long. Uh, Putin gives like a history lecture in the beginning. It's kind of funny. Um, but it, we are a Bitcoin show, right? So we're not going to get into any of the politics because that's not what this show is about. Uh, but we are going to play you guys a portion of where Putin talks about the U.S. dollar and how the U.S. dollar was weaponized. And this is something that we have said on Simply Bitcoin many, many times, right, is that the, the U.S. dollar was weaponized and because it was weaponized, it incentivized other countries around the world, specifically countries that don't necessarily have the best relationships with the U.S. Uh, to seek an alternative. And that is bad news for Americans because Americans benefit tremendously from the dollar being the world reserve currency. I just I can't emphasize that enough. So look. You know, if obviously there's like a self-sabotage happening here, right? It's self-inflicted wound by bureaucrats that can't help themselves. Uh, obviously, you know, we have an escape valve. We have a way out. And of course, that way out is Bitcoin. Anyways, I'll play you guys a clip from the interview with Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin as it relates to the dollar. Let's check it out. You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. I think everyone understands very well that no matter how many dollars are printed, they are quickly dispersed all over the world. Mm -hmm. 
Inflation in the United States is minimal. It's about 3 or 3.4 percent, which is, I think, totally acceptable for the U.S. But they won't stop printing. What does the debt of $33 trillion tell us about? It is about the emission. Nevertheless, it is the main weapon used by the United States to preserve its power across the world. As soon as the political leadership decided to use the U.S. dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves. Seeing this, everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes great concern and sends a signal to the whole world. I mean, look, <laughs> I, again, you know, how much could you trust Putin, right? Like, how much could you trust this guy, ex-KGB agent? But, I mean, what he's saying is true, right? The dollar has been weaponized, not only against foreign governments, but actual citizens here in the U.S., right? The freezing of accounts, right? Money shouldn't be weaponized. It's something that Bitcoiners understand. And I think this is where the fundamental clash is going to happen. I've, I've said this to you guys many times. This is why the Treasury Department focuses so much on the Office of Foreign Asset Control, because it is a tool. It is a political tool. Now, the problem, though, is thinking that other countries aren't going to seek an alternative when that tool is used against them, right? So, you know, if one of the first things that happened with uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine was the U.S. froze, you know, everything they could in terms of dollar accounts. And they were telling the American public that essentially that was going to lead to the collapse of, you know, the Russian regime. That never happened. Not only did that never happen in Russia, that never happened in North Korea, and that also never has happened in, in Cuba. They all have heavy sanctions against those countries and those countries still operate. Right. So again, you know, this idea that money is being weaponized, I think is ludicrous. I think it's a bad idea. Um, and I think that only, you know, a bureaucratic elite really benefit from that power. And, and here's the other thing, right. And this is where I'm going to like, you know, say that like Putin was, you know, obviously he's, he's trying to like, you know, uh, rile up sim sympathy and all that stuff. If he had that power, he would use it too, right? Like if you had the godlike power of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for, you know, if you were a government, you would use that. If you had the power of being able to control the money flows, right, and hurt your so-called political opponents with that power, you would use that as a government. So I wouldn't trust Putin if he had the world, if Russia had the world reserve currency. I wouldn't trust China if they had the world reserve currency. What Bitcoiners fundamentally understand is that no one should have the power to censor or freeze someone else's money. And no one should have the power to create money for free that someone else has to work for. Right. So, you know, you can still take the statement that he said 
and you can see the parts that are true and you can see the parts that are obviously political, right? There's, there's obviously, he's obviously trying to achieve a certain political end goal, pointing out all those things. But at the same time, guys, it's true. You know, they did weaponize the dollar. They have been weaponizing the dollar for a very, very long time. And I do agree with him in the sense that I think that was a mistake because all of a sudden countries are going to seek alternatives, right? And if you see it from also the current situation in the U.S., right, there's going to be an inevitable clash between Bitcoin and current U.S. sanction policy, which is what he was referring to, because the two are not compatible, right? If you, we live in a system where there's a bureaucratic elite in D.C. that get to decide what country and what people get to use dollars and what country and what people don't get to use dollars, and then all of a sudden there's an open monetary network, and that open monetary network doesn't discriminate based on where you're from and where you happen to be born in or what your government is. That's why they call Bitcoin the money of enemies. Guess what's going to happen, right? You know, the, I don't think the two systems can coexist, to put it nicely, right? So, yeah, I think that there is going to be a clash. And I think that if you're able to kind of, you know, push the political you know, agendas aside of what he was saying, what Putin was saying, you know, there's still some signal in there. There's still some information in there. Um, so anyways, Opti, I want to get your thoughts and then uh, we'll pass it on to Rajat. Yeah. So obviously this interview was a very divisive interview. You know, people are taking their sides and all divisions divide. Um, but like, I'm glad that this was being said, you know, what we do here at Simply Bitcoin is we try to spread the Bitcoin message as far as we can on YouTube. And, you know, love or hate Tucker Carlson, he just spread that little tidbit. You know, hopefully all those hundred plus million views got that little tidbit that the dollar has been weaponized, that the federal government of the U.S., the Federal Reserve, uh, they have detached themselves from reality and they are using the dollar as a weapon and they no longer have to even abide by what the free market, AKA all of us citizens out here believe they just have to print as much money as possible and put that wherever they want to. And they, they've completely run amok. And this is what we talk about all the time. And of course, guys, it's not left or right. I don't care, you know, if you're on the Russian side or you're, you know, uh, a U.S. Uh, nationalist or whatever, you know, whatever side of the aisle you want to talk or call call Tucker Carlson a useful idiot or whatever you like him I think that's all besides the point that's all distraction and noise what is going on right now is that the Fed has pushed too far with the dollar and everyone is waking up to it and this is why we always say here it's not left or right it's orange versus green and you don't have to take that abuse you don't have to use a money that has been weaponized that literally is designed to steal from you and whether you love him or hate him as in putin 
uh, I think he hit the nail on the head here. Like the dollar has been weaponized. And this is why we always say it's a separation of money and state. We believe that no single government, no single person, no single cabal of bankers should be in control of money because they get an excess amount of power from controlling the money. And this is why we are in the position we are right now. And so we're seeing that we are breaking up from the unipolar world into what seemingly looks like a multipolar world. And people are looking for alternatives. They, they're they looking to sell dollars. They're looking to use a money that cannot be censored, that cannot be debased. And we're still in this early innings of this. Like I really do believe that by the end of this year, the signal is going to continue to spread and more and more everyday people are going to get on Bitcoin. Because like, like I was mentioning, uh, I went to a meetup last night and Parker Lewis said something that I thought was very interesting when we were talking about, I think someone questioned him and I'm probably butchering the question, but like, are we going to see hyperinflation in the US? And he's like, I mean, if you're really looking at it, we are seeing it happen right now. And he mentioned Venezuela, how when their currency lost 50% of their purchasing power, uh, I forget the dates. I think he said like 2015 or something like that. The country wasn't even officially in a hyperinflation mode. And only in hindsight can you look back and be like, oh, this is when hyperinflation started. And I think we're, we're in that position right now. If you go to the grocery store, I'm sure you can realize that that your purchasing power isn't going as far as it used to. And we will probably be looking back at this, like maybe even tomorrow or yesterday in particular, as a defining moment when the world knew that the dollar was hyperinflating, that the dollar is losing that world reserve currency status. And hopefully we move towards a Bitcoin standard, a world where Bitcoin becomes that world reserve currency and the world will improve. You know, I think collaboration is a lot better than having the monopoly of force. And I think we are moving into a better world. I think more and more people are waking up to the idea that, hey, why does one government control the money when now we have a money that is literally uncontrolled? This is the beauty of it. Censorship resistant, debasement proof. No single entity controls it. Like we're moving into a hyper Bitcoinized world and it's happening right now. And I think yesterday I was having this thought last night. Like I feel like yesterday is one of those days that I will remember for a long time. And I have a bad memory. So I'm. it feels like one of those very important days, like love them or hate them. Uh, so Gary, was, or Gary, hate both Gary of them. was right. Gary was right about you going to a meetup. Well, what do you say? About you, how you should be going to meetups. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> but anyways, right. man, the signal, was right. the signal in that little clip is strong. And hopefully, what, 120 is like a third of the U.S. population. Hopefully people are waking up to, hey, there, you know, we know the problem. There's a solution and it is Bitcoin. Anyways, 100%. Rajat, what, what's your thoughts on this? I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, the, the fact that our money is just constantly losing value and most people i think most people actually have no clue that this is happening right they just see that oh the price of my housing the price of my food the price of my energy is going up and and, and the fact that i mean what you guys are saying the fact that uh, tucker was able to do something like this he was able to interview somebody that's known as uh enemy number one I guess, I mean, the fact that he was able to interview somebody like that without having any issues changes, it, it changes everything. It changes how information flows. It changes how um, people understand 
the world. It changes it, it changes the the perspective that we're taught to believe, right? When when more people see that, okay, the dollar is dying. I know. I, I mean, I personally know. I, I'm I, I'm from a traditional finance background, right? As soon as I started posting about how uh, the dollar is slowly dying, a lot of people didn't like it. But there are other people who figured it out. I mean, they saw what I was saying, and they. This, it's exactly the same thing with with this, right? It, 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 you have to kind of filter your own information. I, of course, I don't trust anything that Putin says. I don't trust anything that Biden says. I don't trust anything that any of these guys say. I mean, at the end of the day, it's more about making your own decisions, right? It's about having different perspectives about of the world from somebody who's com- in a completely different part of the world. Yeah, one hundred percent. And wait, Nico, one last thing. I, I see the time we got to move on. But did anyone, uh, you know, fact check the numbers on the Twitter post by Tucker Carlson? Got one hundred twenty million views. Biden did his own announcement at the same time. It got like two million views. Like content, independent content creators out here just destroying mainstream media and the corporate yeah. press. It's crazy. Independent content is the future. Uh, you know, legacy media. You know, is 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 not only is it captured, but you know, it's it's the old world. It's the old way of doing things. I, I truly believe that independent content, independent content creators. And independent media is the future of media. And I think the world's going to be a much better place for it. Anyways, guys, let's move on to the news. We have a lot to talk about. Let's check it out. Here we go. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to get into Bitcoin mining and don't know where to start? That's why I want to introduce you to Scott's Build a Mine Bootcamp. He will show you how to build your own Bitcoin mine, how to get the project funded, how to get your facility filled with miners as quickly as possible. With a little luck and by putting all his techniques and strategies to work that he's developed mining Bitcoin for the last six years, you could be mining 5 million Satoshis per day or 0.05 Bitcoin in less than three months. On the free webinar, he will give you a high level roadmap that will help you get on your way to building, owning, and operating your own Bitcoin mining farm. Begin your mining journey today. Register for the free webinar now. Click the link in the description of the video below or contact Scott directly on Telegram using his handle at OfferedScott and learn how to mine those precious, precious Satoshis. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. 
All right, guys, I made it incredibly easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen. It will take you directly to Scott's Build a Mine Bootcamp. Learn to build your own Bitcoin mine. It's a free webinar. You could sign up. Go to www.build-a-mine.com slash simply. And of course, guys, remember, not your keys, not your cheese. You definitely want to get yourself a Bitcoin hardware wallet. And of course, we recommend our sponsor, passport by foundation devices you can scan the qr code or you could check the link in the video description opti is showing it off on screen right now so quick etf update ladies and gentlemen let's check it out how much bitcoin does blackrock have today Eighty-two thousand five hundred and sixteen. ladies and gentlemen in the beginning of the in the, the beginning of the week they had seventy thousand. so they've increased their stack by ten thousand bitcoin the fidelity uh etf seems to have increased as well yesterday was at six 66,000 Bitcoin. Currently, it's at 69,000. Here is a great visualization by this website called heyapollo.com. And it's just kind of visualizing how much Bitcoin, uh, you know, these large asset managers are stacking. These are thousands and thousands and thousands of Bitcoin. Uh, the HODL ETF, the Burr ETF, that's hilarious. The uh, Bitco ETF, the Bit, Bit the Bitwise ETF, the Ark Invest ETF. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is just a ridiculous amount of Bitcoin. Remember, guys, they're gobbling up all the supply. There's not enough to go around. Eventually, there's going to be a supply shock, and I suspect that's why we're having these crazy, crazy pumps. Anyways, uh, I do want to talk about. I do wanted to address uh, today's uh, uh, topic, but first, I have a clip for you guys from Michael Saylor himself on CNNBC. Uh, let's check that out. You know, that we're going through a digital transformation of everything. Apple represents a digital transformation of telephones and, and cameras and Google's the transformation of books and libraries. Bitcoin represents a digital transformation of capital. 99.9% .9 of the capital in the world is tied up in real estate and stocks and precious metals and bonds. And so we're 0.1% transformed. Uh, people, as they get educated on digital assets, are realizing that they ought to be allocating more and more of their capital to this digital asset. And so they're moving from 0.1% to 0.2%. And, and uh, I think uh, that's really driving the trend. It's I've said before, if Bitcoin's not going to zero, it's going to a million. The real I mean, boom. If Bitcoin's not going to zero, it's going to a million. I 100% agree. I mean, we showed you guys the visualization, the the graphic, right? Uh, you know, the 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 engines are just getting started. This party is just getting started. So let's answer uh, the question of today's uh, topic, today's title, right? How much Bitcoin to be? in the top one percent i mean it depends it depends how you break it down right so uh you know 21 million divided by 8 billion people if those people you know if you were to divide that bitcoin equally it would be 0 0.002625 bitcoin uh you know it'd be the one percent of that would be 0 0.026 bitcoin right uh, what about uh, 21 million Bitcoin divided by 65 million millionaires all around the world? It would come out to if if each millionaire equally divided all that Bitcoin, it'd be 0.32 Bitcoin per millionaire. Uh, what about uh, millionaires in the U.S.? There's roughly 22 million millionaires in the United States of America. And uh, if they equally divided the Bitcoin, it would be 0.95 Bitcoin per each one. 
What about uh, if you divided 21 million Bitcoin by the top 1% of the of the US, which is 338,000 people, you'd need roughly 62 Bitcoin. So, I mean, look guys, in the grand scheme of things, uh, I, I would say one of the most bullish stats here is this one right here, right? You know, if uh, if every millionaire in the in worldwide, and this is totally, this is still roughly achievable if you work your ass off, uh, but you're definitely running out of time. Uh, get yourself to 0.32 Bitcoin, right? Uh, I'd say I would say you're an elite class, and especially if you zoom out and on a on a worldwide level, uh, yeah, you're in a super super elite class if you have that much Bitcoin. What about on the you know on a U.S. centric view? Uh, yeah, uh, only 0.95%. I mean, 0.95 Bitcoin. I mean, like these aren't crazy, crazy numbers. Of course, we had many, many years uh, in order to get to that point. Now, I love this meme. Um, and I know that Opti loves memes and it is, uh, you know, meme review Fridays. So I think this is a great meme. And, uh, it's, you know, it's the Citadel and it like it shows the levels of of bitcoiners right so of course it's the bottom and you know like it's, it's the guy it's like hell and you know the the rope the cope the hope right so you know and it, it kind of uh you know it kind of shows you the different levels right so the suicide stack it's about one bitcoin the break it uh the break it stack it's about five bitcoin the make it stack uh it's about a little bit in between five and ten bitcoin the generational wealth 10 bitcoin the dukes 50 bitcoin the kings 100 bitcoin the emperors uh a thousand bitcoin and then at the top they don't even have it's just those two twins you guys know what i'm talking about the meme um of ten thousand bitcoin which is that's like michael saylor level type of uh type of Bitcoin. Anyways, let's take it a little bit more seriously and let's break it down according to uh, this uh, this breakdown. So this breakdown was actually made originally in 2017, but I still think it holds true today. Uh, and it kind of breaks down the individual numbers. So at the very, very bottom, uh, you would need 0. 0.00006. Uh, Bitcoin to be in in the hundred percentile, the hundred percent uh, percentile to be in the top per, top ten percent of Bitcoin holders, you would need one point two eight Bitcoin to be in the top five percent. You would need three point nine nine Bitcoin to be in the top one percent of Bitcoin holders currently. According to this uh, data, you would need roughly. 15 Bitcoin. Now to be in the top 1% of the 1%, you'd need 89 Bitcoin. To be in the top 0.03%, you need 215 Bitcoin. To be in the top 0.01%, you need 433 Bitcoin. To be in the top 0.003%, you need 2,189 Bitcoin. And to be in the top 0.001%, you need about 7,021 Bitcoin. Uh, but times are changing. Times are changing because number go up, you know, uh, 21 Bitcoin 10, uh, 10 years ago is a very, very different story than uh, 21 Bitcoin today. So I think this is like an updated kind of meme chart uh, versus this one. I think this was the, the updated one. Uh, it's more, you know, because this has been around for a while. Uh, the updated one is interesting. So at the very bottom, it's debt slave, dust, or no sats. Then there's the Bitcoin pleb with less than 0.01 Bitcoin. Then there is the Bitcoin soldier with 0.01 to 0.25 Bitcoin. 
Then there's the Bitcoin mercenary between 0.25 and 0.5 Bitcoin. Then there's the Bitcoin Yo man, that's hilarious, between 0.5 and 1 Bitcoin. Then there's the Bitcoin Knight, 1 to 3 Bitcoin. Then there's the Bitcoin Baron, 3 to 10 Bitcoin. Then there's the Bitcoin Lord, 10 to 20.99 Bitcoin. And then there's the Bitcoin King with 21 Bitcoin. And that puts you in an elite group. If you are privileged enough, lucky enough to have 21, 21 Bitcoin, you are an elite group of 21 million people all around the world that could own just one Bitcoin. And remember, guys, remember I told you guys the number about uh, the amount of millionaires uh, right now, there's more millionaires than there is Bitcoin, right? Just to kind of give you guys, uh, uh, you know, a, a frame of reference, right? Anyways, this is some data from Gla uh, Glassnode that further breaks it down, and it goes by the traditional uh, levels. So at the very bottom, there's the shrimp. That's someone that has less than one Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, that's about 20, 22 million people that fit into that category. The crab category, it's between one and 10. There's about half a million people that fit into that category. Uh, the octopus is between 10 and 50. There's about 72,000 people that fit into that category. The fish between 50 and 100 uh, Bitcoin. There's about 11,000 people that fit into that category. The dolphin, 100 to 500. There's about 10,000 people that fit into that category. The shark, between 500 and 1,000, there's about 1,500 people that fit into that category. The whale, between 1,000 to 5,000 Bitcoin, there's about 2,000 people that fit into that category. And the humpback, there's only about 220 people that fit into that category. Now, where does this kind of level up on the global scale, right? So if you look at it from a traditional wealth perspective and you know, this is where I might ask uh, Rajat some questions, uh, especially his uh, his background from traditional finance or finance, depending on who you ask how to say that word. Um, you know, at the very top uh, number of number of adults, percent of world adults, and there's kind of like a wealth pyramid of people's net worth. And at the very top, right, uh, there is the amount of people with over one million dollars of net worth is not that high it's only about 59 million people is what i was telling you about roughly you know depending on where you look it's between 50 to 70 million millionaires right um so i think bitcoin is really going to fundamentally change that and why am i saying that because guys we are still early this was uh i sourced this from an article by luke broils he did an incredible kind of breakdown uh people don't understand they think they're still late to bitcoin but they don't understand that Bitcoin is absolutely scarce, right? I, the millionaire example, I think, is the best example to kind of wrap your head around. Uh, but this is a great breakdown. This is a great graph, um, and it breaks down the different things, right? At the very top, it's nations slash mega rich. Then there's multi-billionaire slash small nation. Then there's billionaire mega corporation. Then there's multi-millionaire large corporation. Then there's millionaire. Then there's upper class, middle class, lower class, lower middle class, lower class, and poverty. Now, you're going to be very surprised by the amount of Bitcoin required to, uh, you know, fit into these types of entities, you know, in the future to be mega rich slash nation state level. There's only about 10 entities that will fit into this category. You need about 140,000 Bitcoin. To be a multi-billionaire slash small nation, you need about 8,000 Bitcoin. To be a billionaire slash mega corporation, you need about 120 Bitcoin. To be a multi-millionaire slash large corporation, you need about 10 Bitcoin. To be a millionaire 
You only need about 0.06 Bitcoin to be upper middle class. You only need 0.008 to be middle class. You only need 0.001 to be lower middle class. You only need 0.0004 to be a uh, lower class. You only need 0.0002 and poverty is 0.00005, right? AKA 5,000 Satoshis. So in the grand scheme of things, guys, think long-term, right? You know, uh, a couple of years ago, you would have never have imagined uh, Bitcoin. Uh, if if I told you 10 years ago that Bitcoin was going to be sitting at $47,000, you would not have believed me. Bitcoin was still in the hundreds of dollars or less than $100 at that point, right? So we're just getting started in the grand scheme of things. Here is Kathy Wood, uh, the CEO of, of ARK Invest. And uh, not only do they have an ETF, but they have large uh, Bitcoin investment as well. And uh, we've shown you guys this before. And this is the 2030 type of price target. Mind you, this is in 2040, right? This is by 2030. And it breaks down the bear case, the base case, and the bull case of where the Bitcoin price could be, depending on the level of adoption on, on in different uh different uh aspects so the the uh we covered this yesterday the fidelity news was absolutely massive because we're already here ladies and gentlemen institutional investment the fact that a conservative etf already has allocated one percent with an option to potentially allocate up to two point uh up to three percent already tells you that we're kind of making progress on this aspect the digital gold, gold market cap. We haven't even gotten started. We're only sitting at 6%, but it's just getting started. Seizure resistant asset. I mean, look at look at what Putin just said in the Tucker Carlson interview. Economic settlement network. I mean, these aren't this isn't a crazy adoption rate. Like if you think about it. This isn't crazy. These numbers aren't insane. And of course, the bear case is about 258,000 Bitcoin. Uh, sorry, $258,000 per Bitcoin. The base case is $682,000 per Bitcoin. And the bull case is about $1.48 million per Bitcoin. So now that I'm hearing, now that you guys are hearing these types of numbers, I mean, right now it's sitting at 47,627. You know, we had a couple years of being able to get it between 3,500 and 10,000 US dollars. Uh, what's your excuse not to jump on this train? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? It doesn't take a lot of Bitcoin to be in the 1%, especially the 1% of the world. It doesn't take a lot. And you still have that opportunity to get that. When Bitcoin's sitting at half a million dollars or a million dollars per coin, it's going to be a different story. So anyways, I do want to pass it on to Rajat. Rajat, you're newly converted right? You come from the traditional financial world, right? And I'm breaking down, you know, the wealth pyramid of the high net worth individuals at the top. Uh, so what's your take on this, man? What's your take? And how did you, you know, how did you get from point A to point B? And what's your take on everything that I covered? I think most people are just going to take the time to learn. It, it takes it takes a long time to learn how Bitcoin works, right? I mean, first of all, it probably takes the average person at least a year to see where this is going, I guess, because you have to look at the trends. Most people don't zoom out, right? Most people, a lot of the comments that I get from people who don't like Bitcoin, they're going to say, hey, oh, what do you say about the people who bought at 69K? Um, they're still in a loss. I mean, if 
if that's how you think, if you buy something with a two, three year time horizon, you're probably going to lose money regardless of which asset you buy. But the, the main thing here is that I think a lot of people just buy real estate. They buy stocks blindly because they know that they will probably go up in value in terms of U.S. dollars. Right. But they don't they don't see it from a different perspective. As, as soon as people start seeing it, I mean, that's where that's where the adoption is going to come from. Right. I mean, I, I, the, the ETFs are probably going to make adoption a lot easier. Of course, they could be 6102. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to probably blow up the fiat financial system because people are going to be borrowing against their ETFs. Right. I mean, as, as that happens, more people who are who are more people who are really trying to figure this out, taking the time to figure it out, it, it, they're going to they're gonna be the earlier ones to get it, right? I mean, it, I, I like to think of it as uh, there's no, there, there isn't going to be equal distribution of Bitcoin. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be distributed based on how early you are, right? Uh, right now, you can buy one Bitcoin with, uh, what, a, maybe a year's salary. In 10 years, you'll probably be buying one Bitcoin with, 20 years salary. And and that's just because of adoption. That's exactly what Kathy Wood's chart was saying, the pyramid that you guys posted. All those things that they all, all those things are gonna play in. I mean, play play have have a role in this. The average person, even even I, for example, I mean, I was on your podcast what four months ago, five months ago. Actually, maybe it was longer, but at the time I genuinely thought real estate is a way to compete with Bitcoin. And Think about how many people have real estate. I, I used to work as a realtor. I, I don't do it as much anymore. I don't. I don't work with that. But I would see that probably fifteen to twenty percent of my showings were empty houses, right? Houses sitting there. They're they're empty. They they have a maintenance fee. They're they're going to continue to they're going to continue to have a cost. And all these people who are seeing it are are going to they're going to be early, right? I, I'm I'm assuming that. There's people who have 10, 15 million dollar real estate portfolios right now. In a few years, when they finally realize it, they'll be able they they'll barely be able to get 10, 12 Bitcoin for their entire portfolio, right? And that's where the world is going, whether or not people like it, whether or not people see it. I didn't see it before. I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. Most people, I don't think they are yet. Um, I, I think it really takes it takes people to to get rid of all of their preconceived notions of where what what money is, where the world is going. You can't you can't think of it in a traditional finance perspective, right? Okay, so when I did the CFA, the base assumption was that the U.S. dollar will always be around, uh, will always want, uh, will always want a way to get cash flow in in U.S. dollars, will always want a way to store value in U.S. dollars. There's no, there's there's no real, there's no real thought gone that that's gone into the CFA curriculum. For example, I'm not saying the CFA is a bad thing, but I'm just saying there's no thought that goes into it that talks about hey, what happens if the real estate market collapses? I personally think that real estate at this point, the real estate, uh, I mean the 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 buy side, the mortgage side, it's all. It's all a Ponzi scheme, right? I mean, the prices need to keep going up for all these banks to survive. As soon as banks don't, as as soon as they're not able to to get that that um, the, the, as long as as soon as they're not able to give out high, bigger and bigger mortgages, the system's going to collapse, right? It's just, that's just how it is. 
I make, uh, I used to make uh, a, a made a majority of my money from selling real estate. And I'm telling you this, this is where the world is going. Most people haven't seen it yet. Most people are not going to see it until it's too late. They're probably not going to see it until Bitcoin hits at least a couple million dollars. <laughs> Let's go bullish. Yeah, you're muted, Nikon. That is a very, very powerful statement. You know, that is a very powerful statement, especially from someone who came from traditional finance to uh, to Bitcoin. And that's a conclusion that you've got to. And we're going to explore more of that during the culture space, yeah. during this culture segment. I do yeah, I'm, I'm want to continue quick. the conversation. But uh, Opti, what's your take on uh, on everything, brother? Yeah, so my first comment here is just digital scarcity guys like i think few people really understand what that truly means moving forward and i we've never had an asset like bitcoin we've never had a currency like bitcoin before oh am i freezing yeah my internet seems to be acting weird but anyways i'll, I'll keep going and maybe it won't be too bad um anyways i i think few people understand what digital scarcity really means and until you wrap your head around what digital scarcity true hard cap scarcity means you won't really see where bitcoin is going and so just to the you know an average person out there my friends and family that might listen and then all you guys that are friends and family now it's just like keep stacking what you own today will have a lot more purchasing power in the future Try to get to one coin, you know, as as uh, we like to say on Bitcoin Twitter, as my friends usually say, if you could get to 2.1 coin, then you own what is that one millionth of the Bitcoin supply. Do that math in gold. You'll have a lot of purchasing power moving forward. And then this isn't even taking into consideration all the lost Bitcoin out there. You know, we think there's like, what, four or five million that are lost. So there's only ever going to be, you know, about 15 to 16 million Bitcoin in circulation. So those numbers are probably off. And of course, we're all speculating. We really don't know. But uh, as CK always says, CK Snarks on Twitter, you know, 37 sats is generational wealth. So if you understand where we are going and just keep stacking, make sure you are allocating some of your paycheck to Bitcoin. Make sure you have a savings in Bitcoin because I really, I really think we're underestimating how big the Bitcoin market is going to grow. And I think, you know, whatever we're holding today, and, and I I don't like saying this because everyone's saying like, oh, Opti's bearish and saying that you shouldn't keep stacking. I'm just saying that probably what we're holding today will have, even any amount of it, will be an extreme amount of purchasing power in the future. So just hodl that for the long term. Amen to that. Amen to that, brother. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. We have a lot to talk about with Rajat. But before we do that, I do want to give a very special shout out to our sponsors. So first up, of course, we have 10 million people to Orange Pill. And that's why I have to recommend this book, Bitcoin Evangelism, Planting Seeds for the Centralized Revolution. This book was written by Brian DeMint, and it's an absolute beast of a resource for orange pilling, no coiners and altcoiners alike. This is a book for Bitcoiners who know Bitcoin, but have a hard time explaining it to their friends. It's a book for Bitcoiners who are trying to explain Bitcoin only to altcoiners. It's available today on Amazon. You can scan the QR code on your screen, or you could check the link in the video description. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. We have a lot to talk about. The Daily Culture. Guys, before we continue our conversation with Rajat, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Kaboom Ra. 
Max. They are the most trusted place to buy, sell, and host mining equipment. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now, or you could check the link in the video description, and it will take you directly to their Telegram marketplace where you can connect with a member of their sales team. They make purchasing their products easy and transparent. You could also sell your mining equipment with them, access their vast network of domestic and international customers when you sell your mining equipment with them. What are you waiting for? Check out Kaboom Racks today. All right, everybody, uh, let's continue this awesome conversation with Rajat. I'm so interested. I'm so fascinating, fascinated because, again, it, Rajat, you come from the legacy, you know, financial world. Uh, you come from the real estate world and uh, you, you know, you fully orange pilled. You you transitioned. You you saw the orange light. So, uh, Opti, what do you have pulled up? Yeah, so guys, uh, when Rajat was on our show, I think it was August of last year, we brought him on. He kind of took a spicy take here, and then I based it off this tweet here, and I'll just read the tweet, and then we'll move to what Rajat's been thinking lately. So this tweet here was, if you invest in global stocks, global real estate, and Bitcoin, I think there's a strong chance your portfolio will perform well over the next 30, 40 years. Even if the US dollar fails, we will always need businesses to create products, houses to live in, and money to transact with. And then when we talked with Rajat yesterday, he's like, guys, you have fully orange pilled and I have 100% flipped my narrative. And he put it in this tweet. It went pretty viral, but Rajat, I'll just give you the floor here. Uh, what happened, bro? I saw the light. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I think that I, I think, I think I realized that all this, uh, all this stuff that we do, um, we buy real estate, we buy stocks, we buy, bonds we buy all this stuff it's to protect us from the devaluation of our money right i mean most people I, i've spoken to so many people who say hey i buy real estate because of cash flow or i buy stocks because i trust this company or i buy their products i don't think it's true i think most people most people don't get it they don't they don't want to get it they they're so deep in the legacy system they, they don't understand the sunk costs. They don't understand the opportunity costs. I think it's so important to, to see it from a different perspective where the main reason why you're even buying all this stuff, most people buy, I used to be one of those people, I used to buy index funds blindly, right? Every paycheck, every time I'd get paid, I'd put a little bit of money into some stock, some, uh, some ETF. But now I realize all these companies, I mean, they're not, they're not there to, they're not there to make you rich. They're there to make themselves rich, right? And, and if you think about it, all these politicians, Nancy Pelosi made what something like a few million dollars on her Nvidia calls, and she was the one. She she had full control of of what was happening. It's it's completely. The, the system is corrupt. It's designed to be the way that it is. It's all of this is not. Uh, it's not a bug. It's a feature, right? It's it's a feature to make the elite even more elite, right? It's it, it's a way to steal from people who don't understand the system. A lot of people around the world, people people constantly say, "Hey, um, oh, if you can't if you, to deal with inflation, all you have to do is buy stocks." You don't realize that ninety five percent of the world can't buy stocks, right? They don't want to buy stocks. They don't want to 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 take a risk. The, the goal for most people is just to save, right? They don't, they don't care about 
Apple, how Apple performs, how Microsoft performs. They don't care about these companies. All they want is they want to save for the future. They want to be able to they want to be able to fulfill their needs, their wants. They want to be able to be comfortable with their their savings. They're not they're not they don't care about earnings reports and reading financial statements and oh how how much the the US government or the the US uh, Federal Reserve is going to increase or decrease interest rates. They don't want to know about that, right? They want to do their job and they want to save what they save, right? They want to keep it. They don't want to, they don't want to, um, they don't want to be buying all this random stuff. They don't want to have a second full-time job. I, I mean, there's a lot of real estate investors on Twitter that just can't wrap their head around it. And I mean, they're going to get burned. Right. I, I think that's the most important thing. They're, they're going to get burned. They're not going to they're not going to see it coming. It, it, it is it, it is what it is. Right. I mean, I, I personally feel like I saw the light. I, I noticed that um, all these companies, they're they're only there until until we want them there. Right. Like Starbucks, for example, Starbucks, uh, they had some things going on where I don't, I don't want to talk about the politics, but essentially they were doing something that people didn't like. They got killed, right? People stopped. I would go through, I would see Starbucks and they, there'd be no line in the drive-thru, right? Why was that? Because they made a decision that people didn't like, right? All these companies rely on their customers. If their customers disappear, these companies disappear. That's just how it is. Love it. Okay. And actually, I, I brought a tweet here. Uh, that went kind of viral on Twitter the other day. So you kind of mentioned it and I, I, I want to jump on this and then, and then I kind of want to ask your perspective on the BlackRock ETF or spot Bitcoin ETFs as well. But before we get to that, so this couple, uh, like it looks like they're like fin real estate influencers. They're called the Fi couple and they go hot take with Bitcoin. If you're not already rich and making at least $200,000 plus a year, less than 1% of your time and energy should be focused on Bitcoin. The other 99% can go towards earning more, owning real estate and index funds, etc. What would be your response to this, Rajat? I actually quoted that. Oh, um, maybe I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. See, see if you can. I, I quoted that one. I, I was talking about how Real estate is a Ponzi. I mean, the goal of most people who who have real estate, their goal is to continue the Ponzi scheme, right? Uh, I, I used to be, like I said, I used to be a realtor. I know exactly how people think. I know a lot of people who um, just buy real estate simply because they know other people are buying it, right? They don't, they don't realize where, they don't realize what they're doing to the world. They don't realize that, oh, I'm taking demand I'm sorry, I'm, I'm taking, I'm increasing demand. I'm taking supply off the market. And I, I think most, most landlords see it as I'm helping people get affordable real estate when they're making a profit, right? If they didn't make that profit, maybe that property would be much cheaper just in general, right? If they didn't have that demand, if they didn't use fake money to buy real estate, I mean, the world would, in my opinion, the world would be a better place. Love it. Okay. I got two, two different tweets here. Um, <laughs> but Duncan on them. Love to see it. Oh man. All right. And then one last question. Oh, actually I, I do have a bunch of questions, but Rajat, I remember I asked you last time you came on the show, uh, you are, are you still practicing as a CFA? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like the CFA is valuable because it got me to think differently. I probably wouldn't have understood really a Bitcoin if it weren't, if it weren't for the CFA. Right. Um, it did get me to dive a lot deeper 
before I wasn't, I wasn't really, before, I guess before the CFA, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really into, I guess, researching. Uh, now, I mean, I, I've, I've been able to wrap my head around a lot of things. I wouldn't have been able to wrap my head around Bitcoin if I didn't understand currencies, right? I mean, just the currencies, the different parts of currencies, uh, how, how the swap works, how their values work. Um, I, I know a lot of people think that in my tweet, I said that real estate is a Ponzi scheme. That's not what I said. I said the real <laughs> estate market is a Ponzi scheme. I think that's that's absolutely true because if you think about it, banks spin up money out of out of thin air. They don't create, they don't, they don't put in effort to create that money. They create money out of thin air. And if there's any reason for that money to be paid back, it probably won't be. It never will be, right? Most people can't afford to pay back their, their mortgages right away. Um, I, I still think that houses have utility. And I think over the long term, home prices will drop to their utility values. And that's incredibly bullish, especially Love for, it. you know, people that, uh, Anyway, anyways, Rashad, the reason I asked is because um, what do people say? What 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 does what do the normies say when you talk about Bitcoin to them? Are they still hesitant? What what's been your take and what's like your I don't know anecdotal market? What do you, <laughs> what what do you know? What stop? So what 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 do people think when you talk about Bitcoin? Um, they say there's no cash flow. They say that's too volatile. They say that. Um, they say it's a Ponzi scheme. Uh, what else do they say? They say, uh, oh, it, it's, it's not physical. So it's, 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 it's a waste. It's going to zero. Uh, but I mean, I guess most people don't realize 95% of their transactions are digital, right? You don't really, I don't think, I think, I, I think again, it's more about the context. I think most people aren't going to get it because they have, um, they, they, they live in a physical world and they can't wrap their head around the fact that something of value can be digital. It doesn't have to be physical, right? I was actually speaking to a mortgage broker uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was telling him, he, he was a gamer. So I was telling him, the fact that your, the, your saved video games have so much value to you, you should understand how Bitcoin works, right? Because if somebody deletes that, you've lost, what, what have you lost? You've lost all of your time, right? Essentially, at the end of the day, Bitcoin is time. It doesn't have to be physical for it to be valuable. It just has to have people understanding it, people seeing where it's going, right? Once once people see where it's going, I mean that that's that's the the future, right? Once and people are people are understanding it, people are figuring it out. Most people who who say, okay, it has no intrinsic value, it has no uh, physical appearance, it has no um, it has no utility, all that stuff it's based on a perspective where they haven't done the research, right? If you were to talk to most people on the street, they have no clue what it is, but they'll probably tell you, Oh, I don't want it because it's volatile. It, it has no intrinsic value, but they have no clue. They have no clue what it is. Right. Yeah. 100%. Okay. And, and last, uh, last tweet I want to bring up here. Cause I think it's a very good take is your take on the BlackRock spot, Bitcoin ETFs. 
So I'll pull this up here for people. Um, and I really like this. I'll just read the tweet and then you can you can uh, jump off. So Rajat goes, I get so many questions about whether BlackRock owning so much Bitcoin will be a bad thing. By the way, guys, if you're watching this stream and you're enjoying the stream, make sure to smash that like button. We're almost at 200 likes in the live stream. So if you're enjoying the live okay, stream, okay, enough, make Nico, sure enough. to smash that like button on YouTube. And if you're watching us on Rumble, smash that like button. If you're watching us on X, make sure to smash that like button. Sorry for the interruption. Jeez, so rude. All right. Uh, and Rajat continues and goes, instead of worrying about BlackRock's holdings, focus on accumulating your own wealth. It'll be much better use of your time. It doesn't matter how much Bitcoin BlackRock or its clients or all the other institutional asset managers have. If you own some, their ownership will make you better off. So you want to add a little more to this because I absolutely love this take. Yeah, I mean, if more people understand what Bitcoin is, the, the value is going to go up, the price is going to go up. Uh, as as more people see what this network does, what it can do, they'll want to use it, right? Um, I, I think most people, too many people are worried about what BlackRock could potentially do to Bitcoin, but BlackRock benefits from the price going up, right? I don't think I don't think they get that, right? Because as the price goes up, their fees go up. If the price doubles, their fee doubles, right? If the price goes up, more people are going to want to buy their fee is probably going to grow by an order of magnitude, right? That, that's just how it is. It, it, it's it's FOMO, uh, and people are going to continue to buy. Stop worrying about what BlackRock is doing. I feel like, I so I post about how BlackRock, how people are buying BlackRock, uh, sorry, how, people, how BlackRock is buying so much Bitcoin every day. I keep posting about that, but it's more about telling you that this the supply is going away, right? It's being taken for, from, from the market, and... As soon as that's gone, it's probably never going to enter the the market again, right? Uh, the how what what's the total value uh, of of what BlackRock has? Almost four billion dollars. Those four billion dollars of Bitcoin probably will be held for at least five years, right? Those four hundred four billion dollars worth of Bitcoin is never they're not going to come back to the market. And by the time it's five years, we'll probably have a lot more ways to borrow against Bitcoin to be able to leverage it to not have to sell it. And it's never going to be sold at that point, right? It'll be moved from person to person in families. Well, absolutely it. bullet. Rajat, I really, really appreciate you uh, you joining us on the show today. Guys, if you want to hear more of Rajat's signal, uh, he will be publishing some articles for us at Simply Bitcoin. He is joining the Simply Bitcoin crew, and we're honored to have him because he's just dropping hot fire. Guys, you could check out the Simply Bitcoin uh, Substack by going to simplybitcoin.news or just searching it on Substack, and uh, we'll be dropping some of Rajat's articles covering all these topics. So really, really exciting. And, uh, dude, this is so much signal today. Anyways, guys, you know what time it is? It is Meme Review Fridays. Let's check out some memes. The Daily Meme Review. So Opti was threatening to quit um, because we, <laughs> wouldn't, we weren't reviewing memes. And he's like, Nico, that's where I, that's the best. That's where I do best, Nico. We have to bring back the memes. Uh, like, the, right. the only thing I got going for me uh, here, Nico, is the memes, like, bro. Like, you can't right, take right. it away from me. I'm you like, can't right. take it away from me. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, no, guys, we love the memes. He, we're just trolling. Anyways, you already know the deal. It's Friday. It's the weekly meme review. We need to update the, the yeah, we really visuals. Do. Anyways, the Friday, anyways, the anyways. What is it? Wait, no, no, no. We should end the poll and drop a new poll. 
Uh, let's ask the people, the voice right, of the you people. You do it. You do it. All right, I'll I'll do Friday all meme review, poll. weekly meme yeah. review. I like, I like weekly because it's it's culminating the week in memes. Anyways, uh, you guys already know the deal. Tag me on Twitter, uh, simply Bitcoin TV, or you can tag my personal one, Optimus Fields. But uh, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do, you guys know where I'm at, and I will drop them, and we will review them i will store i will hoard your memes until the end of the week and we will bring them on the show you already know the deal guys tweet to the bullets memes are the artillery we are in an information war you guys are in the trenches frontline soldiers continue to spread the bitcoin signal continue to ridicule the corporate press and then of course continue to make some funny so your friends head stay in the game all right first one is by maxi's club and there is no tweet here but it is just a bull with a god candle going through the roof because i like i'm not gonna lie i woke up this morning and I, I don't know who tweeted it but they're like yo bitcoin's at 47k and i was like oh my goodness like what a good morning what a good friday i really hope this is a personal uh hope here i really hope that the green candles are back on the menu on the weekend because i i'm sick and tired of seeing the bitcoin price run at wall street hours i want them to get wrecked and i want it to pump on friday 5 p.m eastern and it just pumps all weekend and then it dumps on monday so they get absolutely wrecked when they trade it's so much funner when this happens okay anyways next one is by our boy ropium shouts out to you bro and he goes a swiss bank account in my pocket you son of a bitch i'm in and it's morty looking at Obama like wait is this supposed to be a bad thing because this sounds like a good thing what you didn't have to sell me on this Obama you know I'm already all in but now you're selling me on it even more thank you I'm all in and this next one shouts out to Morpheus he dropped this one this morning uh, again, I try to avoid nepotism on the meme review, but I didn't make this one. This was someone from our team, and I thought this one was awesome. So this coming out of the Simply Bitcoin TV Twitter account, it goes, are you still educating yourself on hashtag Bitcoin? And it looks like, I think that's books emoji. And we got Putin here and he goes, there are copies of these documents. I will leave them for your good memory. <laughs> and it's Putin with the Bitcoin standard. <laughs> Such a good one. This was great. Okay. Next one is by Copernicus. Shouts out to Copernicus. He's in the chat. Uh, his Twitter at Copernicus Sun 6. Uh, wait, we're showing a Copernicus meme. He's out of the doghouse. He's out of the doghouse. He's been, he's been good. He's been good. He's is trying he, to be good. Is, is he behaving? Is his, his, behaving? his autism can't help himself, but he's trying to be good. He's literally like, uh, he's, he's tweaking over there, trying not to be bad. And uh, that's, this is a joke. Good that's a joke, by the way. It's a joke. Wait, it's what's a joke? the joke? Uh, I was serious. What are you talking about? Anyways, I... <laughs> Sarcasm. Anyways, uh, Copernicus goes that memes. Was that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. Dude, well, our sarcasm is way too meta for everyone. All right. Uh, Copernicus goes memes. <laughs> he goes, damn, wreck the stream. All right. Memes will be lit when the circuit breakers trip up. See, Copernicus gets it. Uh, I literally, I don't know what this movie's from, but it's a Johnny Depp looking at the kid crying and he goes, and the kid is the suits and it goes, Bitcoin went up too much in a day and tripped the circuit breakers. And then we got the Bitcoin plebs with laser eyes. And he goes, yeah, we stacked while you couldn't. This is what I'm talking about. I cannot wait till the green candles are back on the menu over the weekend and Wall Street is just sitting there waiting to buy.
buy their spot Bitcoin ETF while we just scoop up all the spot Bitcoin. This next one absolutely cracked me up. Uh, this there is no uh, this shouldn't hit the YouTube triggers. It's just a dude with with no shirt. So hopefully we don't trigger that. But anyways, RD Bitcoin goes never lower your standards. Kings hashtag Bitcoin hashtag hodl hashtag there is no second best. And we got, you know, Miss Universes here, all these beautiful babes here. And then we got this fat Bitcoiner here drinking a beer and his Bitcoin stash. He goes, her nose is too big. Never lower your standards, Kings. Oh, man. Maybe you guys will get girlfriends after all. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. Anyways. It is the Friday meme review, Nico. Sorry. Simply Bitcoin does not approve of these messages. <laughs> Simply uh, there, Bitcoin there, does not there, approve. There, there is a poll, and I'm going to end it right now because it already has of 49 memes. votes. And, uh, the wait, 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 wait. Shh, I'm not official, done yet. I'm not done yet. The official name of the meme review is going to be called Opti's Meme Review. Let's go! <laughs> I'm with this. It's going to be called Opti's Meme yeah, yeah. Opti's Friday Meme Review. Yeah, and then, and then Nico, we should do like in, in uh, little writing at the bottom, like Simply Bitcoin does not endorse Opti's memes. <laughs> okay. And you're going to, and Sophie's not going to do the voiceover. You're going to do the voiceover. Simply Bitcoin. Opti's meme review. Okay. No, it, right. but it has I know, to be I know, better. I know, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. It has joking. to be better. It has All right, to be this better. next by one. By the way, YouTube, by the, the whole autism <laughs> thing, there's a joke on Bitcoin Twitter that, you know, for Dude, some reason, this guy? Bit, Bitcoiners, you know, they, they say that because, you know, they don't understand certain things or... You know, autistic, but it's a it's a bad joke. I don't agree with it. Simply Bitcoin is approved. <laughs> Simply Bitcoin's unhinged approve today. Of this message. <laughs> I apologize for Opti. Uh, all, right, okay. all right, all right, I'm having too much fun. This is this is why this is dude. This is my glory. Don't take my moment away from me. All right, this next one is by by Kingo. Shouts out to our boy by Kingo. Uh, he's at by Kingo Bitcoin Nine on Twitter, and he goes hashtag Bitcoin only or suffer the consequences. And it looks like there's bored ape shirts on clearance at. Walmart. Do not shitcoin it is bad for you. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. If, big if true. Big if true. Anyways. <laughs> super unhinged meme review today. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Anyway, Opti, Opti had to get it all out. He's, he's, had, it, this, he's had this boiling up for so Dude, long. All this pent up rage. Uh, I need to get it out. He's like, ah, meme review. Okay, so you guys voted. Give the people what they asked. You guys voted. So it's going to be called Opti's uh, Friday Opti's meme, meme review. review. Opti's, Opti's Friday, Friday meme, meme review. review. Okay, I can do that. Okay. All right, guys, drop your meme review score in the chat Ooh. over there, over there. I'm going to uh, give it. I don't think I've given this yet. I'm gonna give it uh, my my foundation device okay. passport or Have passport. You not given that? Okay. I don't I don't think so. Oh wait, I, I did give it. it. I did give it, but look, I took the plastic off. I remember now. There's no uh, oh. uh, uh, used. Oh, <laughs> I took the plastic took the off. A non mint one. And you took the next step. Okay, I'm going to give it since we don't do these. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna save these scores. I'm gonna go one by one. So first. I'm going to uh, give it a Tone Vase limited edition. Uh, I think you gave that one. I think 70, you gave that one. Nico. I already gave this one. Yeah, okay, you gave so I'm going to give it the Scammy Awards. Oh. Uh, limited edition. One out of 250. Uh, and on the back, it says there's just one. There's just one that is proven, verified, not trusted, and Bitcoin is its name. All the rest will leave your pocket books dusted the scammiest of the scammers the grifters the delisters the rug pullers and thieves 
so many deserving of this award to show only a few is really a tease. Welcome to the Scammy Awards, where the prince, where the pinnacles of poop coinery are awarded for their grim contributions to societal collapse. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. That's what I'm going to give it. Check out Bitcoin trading cards. Aladdin and their crew over there absolutely crushing it. Anyways, Rajat, what would you give those memes? I have a treasure. Okay. Okay. OG. OG score. I like okay. that. I like that. A foundation, a treasure, and a Bitcoin trading card. All right, guys, you know the deal. Drop your score in the live chat. If you guys are new to Simply Bitcoin, the audience gets involved. You guys drop your meme score. For you, If you don't understand, give it any object, anything that comes off the top of your head. It's a meme. It's not meant to be taken seriously. In the beginning, actually, we used to go one through ten, and then we realized, no, let's just make it a meme. When you go... Before give them more time. That, give them more before time. Before we do that, before we do that, we'll give you guys some time. Uh, check out our merch. We're gonna be dropping new merch very, very soon. But check out our merch right now. Really, really helps. It helps support the show. We are an independent media company, so uh, you know we shout out to our sponsors that help us stay on the air. That's how we're able to make content every single day for you guys. Uh, we do this full time. Opti, myself. Uh, you know, and the whole Simply Bitcoin crew, there's too many people to name right now. Uh, so if you guys want to help support the show, you can subscribe to us on Substack or uh, you can buy our merch. It really, really does help uh, help us stay independent. Uh, this is not easy uh, <laughs> running a media wait, company. Wait, wait. I got a, I got a PSA. Stack sats first. Yeah, buy stack, stack merch second. Exactly. Stack stack sats first. Uh, <laughs> but if you do want to help help support Simply Bitcoin, it really really does yeah, help. Yeah, we love you guys. Anyways, we love you guys. Uh, let's cue the epic music. And uh, let's get to some of the scores. First by Tora Pottle. He gives it a, I promise we will bring back the daily meme review. Oof, <laughs> oof, oof. Um, you heard Nico here first. Sa Sale Dog 18 gives that I give the memes five Bitcoin ETFs with massive inflows. Okay. Yeah, man, crazy. Okay. Uh, Elaine, shout out Elaine. Simply Millionaires, the Simply Bitcoin name changes in 2024 to reflect Simply Chat Hodlers. Dude, we're going to have the richest viewer base ever. <laughs> yes, yeah, straight up. Uh, here, let's change it to this. There we go. Uh, Rich BC gives it meme review score one large. <laughs> what? Is that mine? Are you talking about me? <laughs> um, here, let's, let's change up the colors. It is Friday. Um, here we go. Ooh, spicing it up. Uh, UTXO, I give the memes the plastic film I just removed from my seed signer over a year of frequent use. This that's a great, that's a very, very thorough score. I like that. Uh, Frank Arc, meme score long before any knowledge of electricity existed. People were aware of shocks from electric fish. Ancient Egyptian text dating from 2750 BC. Yap for 20 minutes about the history of Bitcoin. That's that, very that, that's, that's a, very deep. That's like a that's Putin. A, that's a Putin troll, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Putin that's a Putin answer. Optimus Fields, T A C F A B B W lover. Uh, <laughs> it's infinity sat already. Okay, love that score. Uh, next one by Donna Prince. Two roller coasters. I I agree with that. That's a great score. It's a great score. Uh, next score by Phil C. I give the memes laser eyes to 1 million Bitcoin. Okay. Okay. Thinking big. I like that. Uh, the moon moth uh, meme score rubber frog because it's green today. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nick, I don't know if we can say this one because it might trigger the YouTube. So we're uh, going to move back. Shouts out XX. 
<laughs> Ajax nineteen ninety one. A I give the memes a orange pill. Oof, that's okay. That's okay, score. music's running out, but we got Narwa tacos. I goes. I give those memes my signed copy of the Little Hodler by Lena Ciche. Let's go. And then last one, out of compliance. Meme score. 10x Biden memory. Oh man, I wrecked me. Dude, don't wreck me like that. You know I'll read everything. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Thank you guys for supporting us. We would not be here without you. This was an incredible week. We love you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Nico. This is my legendary co-host, oh, Other Way Opti. Uh, this is our guest, Rajat. Rajat is going to be joining the Simply Bitcoin crew. He's going to be making some, dropping some hot, hot fire articles on the Simply Bitcoin Substack. So make sure to subscribe and uh, go follow him on Twitter. Rajat, Rajat could you say that, Rajat? Because I'm going to butcher it. It's just Rajat Sony Finance without an I in the Gotcha. Finance. Very so it's finance. It's like a it's like a very finance. Finance. Very finance. Uh well Rajat, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, that was another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. If you enjoyed it, you know what to do, smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. Number one thing you could do to help push uh, you could subscribe but number one thing you could do to help push this peaceful bitcoin revolution forward is share bitcoin content in fact share bitcoin culture uh share bitcoin articles share bitcoin music we have to take over the culture we have to win over the hearts and minds remember it's not left versus right it's not red versus blue it is orange versus green you're on the side of green so act like it anyways guys enjoy your weekend have an amazing weekend we'll be back monday for a brand new episode of simply bitcoin live peace out everybody Thank <laughs> you.